What a pleasure to welcome the deputy mayor to our show for the first time in her position as deputy mayor and the first time since she succeeded in whatever form it takes, uh, John Tory. Jennifer McKelvey is here. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm okay. So you're the deputy mayor. Does that make you a demi-worship? Uh, not sure about that. Maybe I'll have to write to protocol and ask them. Okay. Well, I am curious about protocol. And if you know the show and you know me, I, I'm always kind of preoccupied by these things. But you continue to be the deputy mayor. You're not the acting mayor or the interim mayor. Am I right? That's correct. So under the City of Toronto Act and the Municipal Act, there's not a provision for that title. So my title remains the deputy mayor. It's just my responsibilities have changed. Was there a swearing in process or, or anything following John Tory's departure or does your status technically not change? Uh, no swearing in, just a whole lot of briefings from city staff and a big transition into the new role, including uh, all the briefings with the heads of all the divisions. So um, more work, but no change in title. And I have to imagine this was not necessarily something you anticipated. I mean, John Tory was only recently reelected. You were reelected as a city councillor. He makes you the deputy mayor. Next thing you know, you're in the mayor's office. It definitely was a big surprise. Uh, when I agreed to be deputy mayor, I did know that that meant filling in should the mayor, you know, for example, be away on vacation or international travel. And it does stay in there that you would fill the vacancy of the office of the mayor if it, it opens up. And so when uh, the mayor resigned, that's that's what I did. I rolled up my sleeves and I said, OK, let's get to work. I imagine there's a degree of excitement, but there must also be some disappointment about the departure of John Tory. And it's a very personal thing. We don't have to get all that deep into it. But it was surprising and disappointing. It was. It was. And, and you know, I've already spoken publicly to say that uh, when he called, I was hugely surprised and I did burst into tears and uh, I have a lot of respect for him. I think that he it, he has a good sense of duty and a strong sense of honor. And he admitted to a mistake and took responsibility for that. And, and that's admirable. Was it difficult arriving at the decision that you are not planning on actually running for mayor? No, because I do understand how big of an undertaking this is, and I don't think it's possible to do both. And I made that commitment to be deputy mayor and serving as deputy mayor and not running is uh, is all part of that. It's important to do this job well. I don't want to walk away from it in the middle for an election. And so I'm really, truly committed to making sure that the operations of the mayor's office are as smooth as possible and that we have a good transition to the new mayor uh, when they come. How long a process do you expect this to be between now and the installation of the next mayor? Well, I'm still waiting on clerk's advice for that. I think we all are here at council. They have been clear that this will be the largest by-election that has ever been held in Canada. So it's much bigger than just a single seat for council for a councillor, for example. So we need to give them the time they need to prepare for that to make sure they have the right number of polling stations, make sure they have all the staff needed. And uh, they've said that the earliest they can bring forward a report to declare the seat vacant and pass the bylaw around uh, the election is the end of March. That would give us an election at the earliest, the end of June. Um, but we're waiting on their advice because it's important that we give them the time they need. OK, well, I guess that negates my next question, which was going to be the next meeting of council is the 29th of March. You have the power to declare a special meeting if you want to, to declare the mayor's seat vacant. But you're not planning on doing that. No, I'm not. I think it's important that the clerks have uh, the time they need. And declaring the seat vacant, I mean, I'm already doing this work, and that doesn't change with declaring the seat vacant. Uh, all it does is it starts the clock for the clerk on holding the by-election. And they've been clear that 
that they can bring. There's two reports. They have to bring one to declare it vacant and then one to pass the bylaw to launch the election. They've said they can bring both uh, on the 29th if they're ready. If not, they'll bring just the, the one to declare it vacant and then they'll bring the, the second at a later time. But it, they're working through that. And I think we have to give them the time to do it. Jennifer McKelvey is our guest at News Talk 1010, her first interview since taking over from John Tory. She remains the deputy mayor. How would you characterize this period of time during which you are going to be serving as as mayor? I mean, surely it has to move beyond sort of caretaker status because we got business to do. We absolutely have business to do. And uh, we just passed a, bi- a budget last week that says what that business is. So really the roadmap and the framework are there. Uh, I see my role as just making sure we keep course. We get all those projects out for tender that we need to, for example, around construction. Uh, all our city services continue to operate seamlessly. And then we continue to, to execute the priorities of the budget. And those are focused on community safety, uh, investing in public transit, building housing, and uh, making sure that uh, our nuts and bolts city services we all rely upon operate efficiently. A topic of discussion over the last couple of months on our show and elsewhere and in columns has been, I mean, one person said that Toronto has become Gotham City. That might be a little Baroque. Um, But there is a feeling of unease out there that there, you know, people are being stabbed in the face on the subway system. Homeless people are still camping out that that the, the, the city isn't quite working. What is your take on that? Well, I think we recognize that there is a lot of work to do in the area of community safety. The budget does outline many good things in that regard. Uh, there will be additional police officers. There is continued investment uh, investment in the Toronto Community Crisis Service response pilots to to help people that are in uh, having a crisis. Um, we have investments that are happening on the TTC, um, but we also know that it's not just about enforcement. There are lots of good things in there, um, looking at the root causes of violence and, and investing in that as well. So I think it's all hands on deck uh, here at the City of Toronto to tackle this very enormous issue. Um, some of the first meetings I have, I haven't met the the police chief yet, and I have no? a meeting with him today. Okay. And uh, he was just, he was just uh, put into his new role um, not too long ago. I was there for his I think the word is investiture. Um, And so uh, we have a meeting today and then tomorrow I have a meeting with Rick Leary of the TTC, who I'm more familiar with and have worked with in the past in my role on TTC. Uh, So I think it is uh, all hands on deck, but we also know we need to work with our provincial and our federal counterparts. And uh, they're both reaching out to me as well, especially around mental health and how we can keep the great work that we had going um, proceeding on that front as well. And is it your intention to be, you know, present in the office before sunrise, as John Tory often was, and booking yourself out to ribbon cuttings and uh, trophy handouts on a regular basis? Uh, absolutely. The work of the mayor's office continues. Uh, there is amazing, dedicated staff that are there. They are all remaining. We're going to continue that work. As for the time in the morning, I have a much lo- longer commute than he did. Um, I will say that, uh, you know, when I saw him on news at 6 a.m., I thought, oh, no, um, in his office. So I, I do need to sleep more than four and a half hours, which is all he slept. Uh, so I, I have to sleep seven hours. And I think that's actually good for Toronto. You want me well rested and making good decisions. Although we want you up early on Wednesday mornings on News Talk 1010. I hope you'll make that a regular appointment. Um, one last question for you. And perhaps I shouldn't have left this big question for the end. But do you see any policy or philosophical um, gaps between you 
and and John Tory. Is anything going to fundamentally change? No, I don't think so. And that's because I was heavily involved in the preparation of the budget alongside uh, the budget chief, uh, Gary Crawford. Uh, so I'm very comfortable with what's in the budget. And that really lays out the mandate for the next year. And that's what I'm going to work towards. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to uh, to meet you this morning. Nice to meet you as well. Uh, happy to come back and uh, I'll get up early just for you. Well, thank you very much. Not a lot of people say that to me. (laughs) Okay. That is Deputy Mayor Jennifer McKelvey.